Welcome to Technovation, I'm Peter High. My guest today is Bhavani Amirtha Lingam. Bhavani is the Senior Vice President, Chief Digital Information Officer of Ameren. Ameren's a roughly $6 billion revenue St. Louis-based company with 2.4 million electric customers and more than 900,000 natural gas customers in a 64,000 square mile area that it covers. Bhavani's been a technology leader multiple times. She was the formerly the Chief Information Officer of North America for Schneider Electric and was also a technology executive at Worldwide Technology. She was also recently named one of the 50 innovative technology leaders by Forbes. Bhavani, welcome. It's great to speak with you today. Thank you for having me, Peter, and now looking forward to the conversation today. I am as well. Well, let's get into it. Um, Bhavani, maybe you can take a, a moment and add a little more color to the details I just shared about Ameren's business. Talk a little bit about it, if you would. Absolutely. You know, you, you actually highlighted the most uh, important part, which is our customers. You know, Ameren Corporation, we power the quality of life. As you mentioned, 2.4 million electric customers, 900,000 natural gas customers, uh, you know, both in the Missouri and Illinois footprint, uh, basically rate regulated uh, uh, utility subsidiary, 64,000 square mile area. And, uh, you know, we do provide uh, in, on the Ameren Illinois side, electric distribution and transmission service, as well as natural gas. Uh, and on the Missouri front, uh, you know, we provide vertically integrated electric service uh, with a generating capacity of nearly uh, 10,300 megawatts. Uh, and a natural gas distribution service. Uh, we also have nuclear operations inside of our generation footprint um, in Ameren, Missouri. Uh, Ameren Transmission Company, uh, you know, uh, also develops, uh, of Illinois, develops regional, you know, electric transmission projects as well. So uh, a pretty robust, you know, set of operations there. So, uh, you know, excited uh, again to be part of this uh, journey here at Ameren. That's wonderful. And you've been in role for a little less than three and a half years. As I mentioned before, you're the chief digital information officer. It's interesting to see the digital creeping into the sets of responsibilities for a great number of technology leaders. And I wonder if you could take a moment to talk about the, 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 what would seem to be two sides of your title, the chief digital officer and the chief information officer. Uh, get, talk a bit about your purview, if you would. Absolutely. So, you know, that's, you know, it's an interesting question because digital can have, a, you know, a little bit of a different context depending on the industry you're referring to. And, uh, you know, for our industry, it's uh, two key things outside, you know, think about the CIO role, you've got the footprint of, you know, your traditional application, corporate application, your application footprint, your infrastructure, data center, your you know, end user compute service, you know, all of that. And what digital really refers to in uh, our industry, you know, broadly energy are two things. One, it is the customer experience, really, you know, how do you leverage digital technologies to deliver a differentiated customer experience? And two, you know, really leveraging emerging technologies to enable the sustainable, secure, and reliable grid of the future, right? Uh, we've got a pretty significant uh, operational technology footprint across our grid. And, you know, uh, across this industry, we have millions of connected devices going onto the grid that drives, you know, better reliability, better service for our customers. And uh, the digital element is really a couple of things. One, it is providing the right 
you know, level and scale of automation analytics and the data that's getting captured as a result of these connected devices. Um, it is providing the right communication infrastructure that's needed, you know, to scale and build the grid of the future. Um, and it's really important to highlight, you know, as this convergence of IT and OT happen, happens, cybersecurity for critical infrastructure. So not only cyber from an IT standpoint, but also cyber from an OT standpoint um, as the grid of the future continues to evolve. So, you know, in terms of my responsibility, I'd say, you know, key, key my key priorities, right, are, are around transforming the customer experience, because we always say customers are at the center of, you know, our strategy here at Ameren. Uh, it's about enabling the grid of the future, which is really this connected smart grid. And uh, as I highlighted, you know, having the right communication infrastructure for that and uh, cybersecurity across all of this, extremely important, you know, as well. Well, I'd love to dial into each of those. What interesting topics you've already raised. Um, let's talk a bit about that customer experience, if you will. You, you mentioned a little bit about that, but I hope you don't mind delving a little bit more deeply. Um, as you mentioned, the customer's at the center of your strategy. You also mentioned in a prior conversation you and I had that the grid is at the center of the value proposition. And I wonder if you talk, could talk a little bit, a little bit about, you've, you've just gave a great overview of the role that digital plays, generally speaking. Talk a bit more about the evolving customer needs uh, and, and wishes, or maybe even the things that you're anticipating from a customer experience, even beyond perhaps what they would know to ask for as that has evolved and as it applies in a business like Amarin. Yeah, absolutely. You know, customer experience is really, you know, transcend across industries, right? If you look at you and I as a customer, we tend to take our experiences that we have on a day-to-day -day basis on, you know, how we navigate say an amazon.com and take those retail experiences into everything else so expectations that becomes kind of the you know the baseline for our expectations no matter what industry you're engaging with and so that is you know that is the reality of you know for our customers and how we you know think about that experience so transforming that customer experience and really digitally enabling you know, digital channels have become the channel of choice, you know, over three fourths of our customer interactions are happening through digital channels. And so really providing that seamless, secure, frictionless, you know, digital customer experiences at the core of our customer strategy, um, enabling new products and services, you know, as you know, our grid continues to evolve, we have uh, more, uh, you know, distributed, uh, resources around solar, wind, et cetera, coming on board, really providing products and services and choice for our customers, enabling that, you know, through our digital channels is a key element. Think about smart meter technology. You know, we've actually completed the full deployment of smart meter technology across our Illinois footprint and are in the process of doing that for our Missouri customers. Again, really, you know, putting energy choice and uh, visibility to energy consumption in the, in, you know, really getting it to the fingertips of our customers uh, is a huge piece of that, you know, aspect. So it drives better visibility to, you know, our customers' consumption, and it helps us also actually drive better reliability on the grid, um, you know, from that standpoint. So that's at the core of our customer experience, and then it's also transforming kind of the back office that is, you know, if you think about as a, 
uh, CSR, so any of the non-digital channels as a CSR or our customer service representatives engage with our customers, how do you give them you know, a 360 degree view of the customer so they're able to make that interaction frictionless as well? you know, enabling chat, et cetera. So again, customers having different, you know, ways to actually communicate and engage. Uh, so that's, you know, as part of the customer experience piece, uh, touch a little bit on how we think about, you know, the grid being the center of value creation for our customers. You know, when you think about, uh, you know, a utility, you think about powering the quality of life, our, you know, foundational requirements for our customers, are a couple of things. One, they want reliability and two, they want affordability. And so we keep that top of mind as we think about and imagine and build the grid of the future, which a lot has to do with digitization, grid automation, right? Where we are able to provide the right level of resiliency and reliability for our customers. And, and there, you know, from when you think about digital technologies as it relates to that, there are a couple of things. One is just really having a really robust communication infrastructure, you know, no matter whether it's your metro, urban, or rural footprint, really having the right fiber optic backbone, the LTE communication infrastructure, you know, required to support the exponential growth of millions of connected devices, extremely important. And then you think about, you know, the uh, volume and velocity of data we're collecting and how do we leverage cloud, mobile and advanced technologies, you know, around analytics, artificial intelligence and automation to enhance things like asset health and performance, you know, vegetation management, uh, voltage optimization, uh, customer experience, and then not to forget all of these back office operations that not only enable the future of work for our coworkers, driving the right coworker experience, but it also drives efficiencies, which then really tie back to our customer affordability goal, you know, which is top of mind for our customers. And you know, when, I, when I talk about transforming the customer experience and really building and enabling the grid of the future, I absolutely cannot miss, you know, talking about cybersecurity, right? That really is such an integral part of every you know, piece that we do, whether it's uh, as it relates to our customer experience or our grid. And so managing and having the right cybersecurity posture across this entire footprint as we you know, protect the nation's critical infrastructure against cyber attacks is, uh, is really top of mind for us as well. That's a really interesting one. I'd love to linger on that point a little bit longer. You've talked about how leveraging emerging technology for sustainable, secure, and reliable grid of the future is, is an important strategic point. You've talked about a number of the emerging technologies that you're leveraging from IoT to AI, automation, et cetera, uh, that, you, that you've talked about as well. A tremendous amount of innovation, no doubt, that you and the team are driving, uh, that you're describing there. But, but doing so in a secure manner, um, you know, one can think of those as two sides of the same coin that that uh, innovation is about risk taking and and cybersecurity when managed well is about risk mitigation or risk management and and it's a balance one needs to strike right in, in order to make sure you are taking some risks 
not not being being riskless, which of course would mean no innovation whatsoever, while also not you know uh, assuming a position of the of the wild west of of just sort of trying anything possible without the potential uh, sort of understanding of the security implications of the things that you and the team are undertaking. How do you think about balancing those two, Bhavani, uh, given the fact that both are so critical? Yeah, no, absolutely. You have to start with a cyber first mindset, you know, and uh, they're not mutually exclusive. Uh, like you said, when you think about innovation and, you know, and uh, managing risk and, and your cyber posture that goes hand in hand. And um, I think having that mindset and culture across the organization, extremely critical, you know, uh, cybersecurity is not only the technology, the process, the detection prevention, you know, mechanisms uh, or the response recovery mechanisms that an organization puts in place, but it's really creating a culture of cybersecurity that's extremely important. And then when you think about, you know, all of these innovative technologies that, you know, that are that organizations and industries across the board are bringing to bear, it is really important to start with, you know, a zero trust mindset when it comes to cyber, incorporating cybersecurity upfront into your process, and uh, I think it, it builds the required agility across both fronts on your cyber front, as well as your, you know, your technology innovation. So I really do not think they're mutually exclusive. And, uh, you know, there's actually then the intersection also of a lot of the advanced technologies that are helping the world of cyber. And you think of, uh, you know, artificial intelligence and leveraging data, you know, to look for what yeah, you know, for what patterns that are not good, right? From a from behaviors that you can actually and how you can actually do that with more of speed and scale um, today than even you know uh, a year ago and uh, five years ago. So, you know, you are threat actors across the board. You know, obviously continue to evolve. They continue to get very sophisticated. You have uh, you know nation state actors engaged, and to just step back and think about the last six months and what the world has seen. Um, with respect to cyber, it's uh, it's mind-boggling, and so I do think every you know organization it has to be top of mind. It has to be integrated into your overall transformation posture because as we all continue to add more connected devices, you know you have a remote workforce. Uh, the footprint continues to expand. You know your risk surface continues to expand, and so it's really important to keep it top of mind and have the right you know, a set of skills, capabilities, and technology and culture that uh, gets put in place. Very well put. You mentioned earlier that uh, over three quarters of your transactions are digital. And I wonder what's the trend there? I, I can only imagine that, that was accelerated during the past year uh, and COVID probably played a, a, a role in accelerating that given the need for all of us and even a growing expectation that we would do more digitally than we once thought we could. Uh, and I wonder if you could talk a little bit, little bit about the, the changes that, that were ushered in as a result of our experiences over the course of the past 14 or 15 months. Sure, absolutely. And you're, you're right on with respect to we have uh, absolutely seen an uptick in, uh, you know, our customer interactions is what I was referring to when I said about, you know, more than three fourths of our customer interactions happened digitally in 2020. You know, I think uh, across the board, we all engaged more, you know, virtually, right, to the, how we've all had to work over the past 12 to 15 months. 
and so, you know, we saw that with our customer base as well. Overnight, literally within a span of seven to 10 days, we shifted 65% of our coworkers remote. Uh, and that helped, you know, keep our workforce safety uh, that, that had to be on premise, uh, you know, at our energy centers in the field, supporting our customers, uh, you know, the, the powering, you know, the quality of life just took a, a completely different meaning again, you know, kind of took it to the next level when you think about all of our residential customers now actually working from home and, you know, you know how even more important it is to make sure they've got reliable power, you know, uh, the hardships that folks are facing in our community and making sure there's affordable power really, you know, became top of mind um, and just took a, you know, just an, evolved even more is what I would say. Now we shifted our coworkers that could work remote. So we had about 65% of them working remotely. We actually digitally enabled our customer care coworkers, you know, to work remote and to support our customers remotely when they needed us the most. Um, we implemented contactless technology. So like thermal cameras, you know, at many of our energy and operating centers to keep our coworkers safe there. And uh, we continue to actually accelerate a lot of our large transformational initiatives, right? We had to execute uh, creatively training and change management, uh, you know, leveraging technology through a combination of virtual and we did some on-site training, but, you know, we have a, a digital field experience program. We're really transforming the end-to-end -end field experience for our coworkers and how they do work and how, you know, work management scheduling, GIS platforms. And so really rolling that out and driving training around all of that, you know, we had to get really creative overnight as we had this uh, shift happen. So, you know, uh, a lot of great lessons learned that we continue to like take into the next phase of all of this, which is, you know, there's a lot of productivity that we've gained collectively with the way we've worked over the last 15 months. So how do we continue to evolve into having a hybrid virtual workplace, but also bring back some of the things that we have all missed, which is, you know, staying connected, being connected. There's an element of that, that, you know, we want to make sure we can provide our coworkers, but in a fashion that's safe and still keep some of the productivity gains that we've been able to drive. So there's, we will continue to reimagine innovate, you know, and implement technologies to enable this hybrid virtual workplace of the future. Very interesting. And, and in many ways, perhaps a, a silver lining, some of the innovation that's been driven um, in some, in some cases by, by virtue of necessity and, and a reordering of the ways, ways in which uh, customers are expecting to interact with companies uh, leading to, to some real, real innovations within, within the digital uh, footprint of your organization. I appreciate you sharing those uh, sharing those anecdotes as well. Um, I wanted to talk a little, little bit about how your team is organized. Um, you've talked about the convergence of IT and OT, generally speaking. You talked a bit about the, the aspects of the, the digital uh, officer and the information officer sets of responsibilities that you have. 
Talk a bit about how your team um, lines up into the different parts of your organization. You also have, as you've alluded to, an Illinois side of your, your business, a Missouri side of your business. Uh, those are structured in due to um, history and regulation, no doubt, in some ways that would be different from, from other businesses that happen to be businesses on both sides of those borders. Talk a bit about how I, IT lines up with the rest of the organization um, and the extent to which it is either centralized and or federated as the case may be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so uh, I, I will say that, uh, you know, we haven't separated out, you know, here's the IT organization and here's the digital organization, you know, and uh, uh, one of my uh, old uh, roles, you know, we used to joke about it, right? You know, it's like, what do you call them? The digital organization and the analog organization, right? <laughs> so, you know, really. So what we have done is really integrated the two, you know, we or we call the entire organization the digital organization. Mm -hmm. And we have integrated uh, all the components of IT and OT into each of these postures. We have integrated, you know, the customer experience piece, you know, as we have looked at all of this. So in terms of just, you know, higher level, I'll touch on, and we do service, you know, our Missouri, Illinois footprint across the board as a as one digital organization. So we're able to then drive, you know, the economies of scale and, you know, bring kind of common processes and, you know, kind of that, kind of call it the global thinking across those two, you know, across our footprint. But at the same time, then we're also able to cater to what is needed. You know, we have a generation footprint on the Missouri front and there are things, you know, we have a nuclear footprint. And so there are things that we do very specifically you know, to support our Missouri operations um, compared to other things that we do to support our Illinois operations. So, you know, so you, you know, it's always important to think about what do you need to do, you know, that, that you can actually drive commonality and then where do you really need to drive, you know, specificity uh, based on the nature of business that we might have there. We have a larger natural gas customer base, you know, in Illinois compared to Missouri. So there's, you know, those, those nuances that we want to cater to um, as well. So in terms of broadly how we organize, we are a central organization, you know, that caters across the enterprise. And we do have, uh, we have a group kind of called the Digital Products Organization. And under that, we have the focus for customer. We have the focus for what we call field and grid. So, you know, a lot of our advanced distribution management systems, our SCADA operations, our asset health, you know, voltage optimization, you know, that IT, OT application world, our field, you know, how we do work management, scheduling, GIS, all falls under that footprint. And then we have what we call business and corporate services, which is all our finance, supply chain, HR, you know, safety type of functions that we provide, you know, what you would see as traditional IT in, in a lot of places. And that, so all, you know, those three pieces kind of make up what I would call uh, digital products. And then we have uh, a team that's focused on, you know, analytics and automation. So really our center of automation and, uh, you know, analytics, they drive kind of the, uh, the, the strategic priorities, the roadmap and work very closely with the digital products organization, but also the rest of, you know, our uh, segments and functions across, the, across Ameren. Um, and then we have a team that uh, we call digital technology and operations. So, you know, you'll see a lot of the traditional infrastructure operations teams that you'll see inside of IT, but we also inside that team have 
um, that team also has a group that is focused on building out the you know, communication infrastructure to support, you know, 4,500 miles of fiber optic infrastructure uh, in our footprint. Uh, they're also enabling private LTE capabilities. You know, they work hand in hand with the, uh, the rest of our peer group with the FCC, you know, to make that happen across our industry. So, you know, they've kind of got that ITOT element to what they do as well. Uh, and then, you know, we have what I would call kind of uh, our governance, you know, organization that has like the program management across all these transformations, enterprise architecture, you know, service management, vendor management, all those horizontals kind of fall into, you know, that, uh, that team. And then cybersecurity that has, you know, we have ownership in our, you know, the, the CISO has ownership for both our IT and OT cybersecurity. We work very closely with the rest of the organization uh, on the rest of Airman and the rest of digital to make sure we're creating, like I said, the right cyber culture and awareness, uh, but also integrating it into a lot of our transformations and our footprint. So that's kind of the organization and not for, not, you know, nutshell, hopefully that helped. It does indeed, Bhavani. Thank you. As you look to the future a few years out, let's say, uh, what are some trends that particularly excite you that are beginning to make their way onto your roadmap? Yeah, you know, a lot. How much time do we have on that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'll touch on a couple of things. I really, you know, it's, and it's really an exciting time for our industry. And, uh, you know, you're seeing an increased penetration of distributed energy resources, you know, such as solar and wind generation. Um, to really provide clean energy to our communities uh, while driving Ameren's net zero carbon goals by 2050. Digital technologies, you know, play a really key role in enabling this, you know, smarter and more sustainable grid of the future. And so, you know, I mentioned earlier, this whole exponential growth in connected devices and grid automation, you know, to reduce outages, drive overall situational awareness and to enable this data-driven decision-making culture, you know, so we can really deliver safe, reliable, sustainable, and efficient grid operations. I really think that is going to be a huge, you know, uh, and I think about the future, that's going to be a key part of it. Uh, I also think a key element to support this, you know, uh, grid of the future and the millions of connected devices is going to be this enhanced secure communication grid, right? And so I mentioned kind of the fiber and LTE capabilities, but utility networks are going to play a really key role um, in cybersecurity. That has to stay top priority, you know, through all of this. So those I would say are key things that as I look to the future, uh, you know, in this whole evolving customer expectations, that is going to continue to, you know, uh, there will be this focus on reliability, there will be this focus on affordability. And at the same time, you know, customers want a great experience and want choice and so and convenience. So being able to really drive to those goals, right, are uh, going to be really critical. So those aspects are what, you know, at a high level excite me really about the future in this industry and how digital, you know, is a key enabler for that. Uh, but I also always come back to, you know, what's always close to heart for me is the people make the magic happen. And so, you know, I am really just absolutely blessed to have, you know, the uh, one just fantastic, you know, co-workers here at Ameren 
uh, an absolutely awesome digital team and my digital leadership team, you know, just absolutely top notch. So I do think the, you know, when you look out to the future to really accomplish these goals, building empowered, self-driven, diverse teams, right? That bring really different backgrounds and experience is really going to be key to success. And I say that because, you know, you think about how this grid's going to evolve and the digital technology is going to play a key role, but you need to bring, as you bring this IT and OT convergence together, those engineering skills, digital skills, business skills, all need to come together as well. And so, you know, one of my passions has always been building successful teams, you know, that have cross-functional experiences. And I really do think, you know, that's going to be a key piece of successful organizations in the future. Yeah, fantastic. Really appreciate that overview, Bhavani. I wanted to ask you also, before I let you go, um, uh, we'd love to get your comments on the, the state of women in technology. You, you obviously are a, as somebody who has um, fairly quickly in your career achieved great heights, now multiple times over a technology executive at, at major organizations uh, here in the U.S., and I wonder, just upon further reflection, uh, we'd love to understand like what your own thought process is about the progress that is made, as well as the the progress yet to yet to come with regard to women in technology. Yeah, you know, I have been really fortunate. I will say that uh, I've just had fabulous mentors all through. You know, my dad played a key role for me growing up in terms of uh, just letting me be me and mm -hmm. letting me follow my passion helping me build, you know, my confidence. You know, I was 23 years old when I picked up and uh, landed up in New York City. And, uh, you know, uh, who, who would have thought, you know, that this is what I would be doing today. And, but I think it really is, uh, you know, I've been really fortunate. I've had some tremendous mentors, uh, you know, at Worldwide Technology, at Schneider, and now at Ameren. Uh, and I really think that is so important uh, for, you know, for, for, you know, for every leader, especially for women growing up in, in, uh, and entering the technology field, I do think, you know, uh, I'm a huge proponent and supporter of women in STEM. I don't think you can uh, start, you know, st start early enough on that. I really do think it's encouraging girls to, you know, to get, you know, to not think about STEM from a stereotype standpoint, but really uh, explore options, you know, and, and, uh, and so I, I mean, I'm a huge supporter of it, huge believer of it. And I still think there's tremendous progress to be made. Uh, and I, you know, I've had, I've had some fantastic mentor mentors, both men and women. And you know, I always say that, uh, you know, you don't have to be a woman to really support, you know, women in, uh, in technology. And so I think there's a lot, lot more that can happen ahead of us. Well, Bhavani Amirtha Lingam, uh, congratulations on your success. And, and thank you so much for sharing a bit about your story, uh, about the great things that you and your team are doing at Ameren, uh, and about the, your, your view of what the future holds for you and for your organization. It's been a great conversation. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me.